Welcome to Bed with Steb. We're back. You may recognise that long-term listeners as the original opening theme tune thing of this podcast. And we're catching up with a few friends. It may be becoming a mild problem in that when I see people that I only see once a year or something, I go, we have to do a podcast segment. And it kind of um, grates on me until I've done it. So it's almost like this is something I have to do with people now. Which I think is good because I get them being on record and it's reminding me that I'm living my life ongoing. But in this episode we have the legend Sam Beer, the legend Will Hensley from New York City for two minutes. And then the legend Tony Milch. Uh, they all have interesting stories. They're all living across the globe, got their own ongoing sagas that are working for them in some way. The loose theme is coffee because I have a new single to present to you by Steve Mahoney and the Milkshakes. It's hard to do music nowadays. Somewhat masochistic, maybe, at this point. But this song is from an 80s album that I've been making the past three months. It took two days or whatever to actually do the music. But then with 80s music, you've got to mix it. And you mix it and you go, oh, it sounds like shit now. I've turned up the reverb. We've turned down the sax or whatever. And now it sounds like Duran Duran. And I want it to sound like Bruce Springsteen in 1982. So that's the theme. Um, in the In the summer of 1982... The milkshakes reconvene on the one day they can all do it across a four-month period, which is what actually happened. Um, So, yeah, anyway, we're going to play Evelina, Queen of Costa, which is the first single from this album. It's a bit mellow, and then the album is extremely rocking. Check it out and follow me on Spotify if you can, if that's all right. You know, people are always asking you to do something, but, you know, if you're into this shit, you might as well follow me on Spotify as well, because I might do something funny on there. I might do... I mean, this is still a comedy album. It's still going on about phones um, and a few other things. Being in love with a barista, which you're about to hear, which, you know, is obviously not true, but it's a good idea I had. So yeah, check this out, Evelina, Queen of Costa. Move 
Right, two legends have met tonight. Love them both. Legends of my dreams. Legends of my life. Yes. This yeah. is like two mighty peacocks meeting for the first time. It is. That's You're right. two beasts yeah. of the of my world. Yeah. I'm thinking if if Trump and Boris Johnson were completely opposite to what they are as people, mm. that's what this would be like. But they're good salesmen when they walk in the room, you know. Sure. Mm. All right, so it's Will Hensley and Sam Beer, the two legends of the <coughs> podcast together. I don't know what we're going to discuss. Are you nervous, guys? We've only got one minute. because we've, we've just had a Pro Tools chat. Yeah, we just we talked did. about Pro yeah. Tools. It was beautiful. We told some great jokes. What's the best joke? The, the best joke was the elephant joke, but I don't know if your listeners are ready for that. I think it, I've said it, it already on the it podcast. The, oh, it was already there. It was the elephant joke in the room. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But my new single's about coffee and barista. So, Sam, have you ever been in the toilet of a barista? Or what's your favourite coffee? Or what do you think about coffee uh, nowadays? I really love coffee. It's special mm. for me. The tragedy is, uh, joyously, I gave up drinking and now coffee's all I've got left. Coffee is the drinking now. It's very nice. If someone, if you ask someone, you know, like on a coffee date, mm. they never think it'll get dangerous. So, what's your favourite uh, chain of coffee? and How do you do coffee? How many shots have you had today? I know that's seven questions. I don't do chain coffee places because I'm better than that. Right. I have drank a whole... Some people call it a French press. I'd call it a cafetiere. Mm. But I've had a whole cafetiere. You've made me realise... That's like two pints of coffee. I needed to get coffee. No, I'm going to buy coffee. You've got to buy coffee to take home. How do you have your coffee? What's new in New York coffee? So in my coffee situation, I've been super deep on Bulletproof, which is fat-loaded coffee, where you, like, blend it up. It's a whole thing. You put in butter or ghee or coconut oil. What? Oh, that's oh, super yeah. hip at a ghee. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. What do you... Because you cook with ghee all the time, don't you? Well, in, not in all the time. I cook with bacon grease a lot. Nice. Yeah, I'm on some weird shit these days. Mm. But, yeah, the, the Bulletproof coffee that's been... What do you cook with bacon grease? Uh, women. Vegetable women. <laughs> do you know that one? What do you call a bulletproof Irishman? No, what? Rick O'Shea. <laughs> 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 all the uh, Irish good. listeners. I think we should. I was going to take it, him to the Algerian Coffee Company and get him Torino. Is this code or is this still coffee? Don't know. Sam's a coffee snob. Yep. I mean, that's amazing. If Americano, latte, cappuccino? Um, I. I like it all. I like it all. If I'm going to do milk, if I can get heavy cream, it makes my life so good. I'm the same. Yeah. Everything in moderation. Got to try everything once or twice. At least once or twice. And then there's coffee. All right, thanks for joining us. I just wanted to record that momentous yeah. time. No, amazing. That was perfect. Yes. So what is this coffee shop and what are we doing? Okay, we are in Algerian Coffee Company. that have been open... For over 100 years, this is where I buy my coffee. Religiously? Pretty much, yeah. Cause I buy Compton Street? Yeah. Home of the prostate. Right. Does that imply some sort of sexual history here for you? No, just the street. They're in touch. Okay. This is cool. So, what's your regular tipple here then? I'm going to go for... I don't... Oh, this guy's doing the same. Right, in Monsoon Malabar. Should we get a bag of coffee, Emily? How are you doing? I couldn't help that you are having the same coffee that I want to Yeah. Next time you're feeling frisky, yeah. try Torino. Oh, really? Yeah. But the blend? Yeah. Yeah. It's banging, right. man. I think I might have to go back to Monsoon. I was going to go to Torino, but... Monsoon, the, the fashion shop? No, nothing to do with them. Oh. Nothing to do with them. 
I'm gonna go Malabar. You gotta, you gotta way B this shit. Okay, so Emily, what is your vibe in here? How are you feeling? Well, the only, yeah, the only time I've ever been in here before, I brought a bag of coffee and we had a miscommunication. It ended up being espresso. No, it ended up being espresso brown for espresso rather than brown for. So we gotta communicate clearly. Yeah. Well, Sam does a cap, a press. French uh, press well, coffee. I do that. That's only because I'm lazy. I do have a nice filter, Sam. Oh, yeah, you do. But I used to do the filter, which I discovered from Dan Albach's coffee shop, Barista, in East Nashville. Wow. Yeah. Man of the world. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Nando's is the location. We've just had... Veggie burgers in Nando's. What about that? That's a first. I'm here with the legend Tony Milch, star of episode 10 or whatever it was, when we we're in Starbucks and it was it was too loud, and it's probably too loud now. But welcome, Tony Milch. Thanks for having me back. I remember those. I remember that day. I remember the Starbucks in Holborn. Yeah. Good few years ago. It was good times. So, what is your coffee vibe in general? Oh, you know what I've been on recently? I've been bang on the Nespresso vibe. So I've been... I've got, got yeah, home? I do. And um, I like those... I like the Kaz, Kazar, is it? Kazar, the strong black coffee. The Nespresso's, I've been nailing about three or four of them a day, which is probably too much, but I really like those. Because that's like a long black. So no milk, no sugar. Exactly. I like how it comes out because it's kind of got that froth on top you don't need to add the milk and i'm on the espressos at the moment but i do love my coffee so coffee's not good for you as a personal trainer as a boxer what's going on with coffee 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 is definitely an activator if you wake up in the morning be careful when you have that coffee because you know something's going to be activated pretty soon after it (laughs) should you be having i know the answer kind of thing here but you should only have one a day, not even one a day. Is coffee should be a treat? I think two a day, but cut them out before lunchtime. So two or three a day. Depends how strong the coffee is, right? So you're living in Israel and in various places. You're living a dream. So what's the coffee vibe in Israel? Do you know what? They're very big on their coffee. <laughs> I'm going to work for the Israeli tourist board now. They're very big on their coffee out there. It's kind of like barista style. They go in the top end style. So they have not filter, they have Americano. Real deal machines, Americano. They're very fussy out there. So yeah, coffee's good out there. They'll set you back a few quid. They're quite pricey in Tel Aviv, but they're bang on the coffee highway over there. A bit like the old Austrian sort of cafes. And they've got that whole vibe. They've got that whole vibe out there. They don't have any Starbucks yet, but I've heard Starbucks are coming. Don't hold me on that, but they've got no Starbucks in Israel. So in Israel, there's no American brands. So there's not Starbucks, is there? McDonald's. There's Maccas, there's there's Burger King, there's Domino's, but there is no Starbucks. So why did you go to Israel and what's life like there? Uh, As you know from the last one, I've been boxing my whole life here in the UK and what I'm doing is I'm looking to do England v Israel tournament every year uh, with the kids at the amateur boxing. So I'm bringing a team of kids from England out there next year and we did a return in London. So I'm looking to grow professional boxing and amateur boxing out in Israel. Do you mean kids like under 16? Teenagers, so like amateurs, 11 to 18 for the amateurs. And then if anyone wants to go pro out in Israel, we've got options for them in Europe and, you know, Eastern Europe as well and hopefully America too. So just looking to develop boxing out in Israel. And you put on a night in, um, where was it, Ukraine? Odessa. Odessa is uh, two hours, two and a half hours from Israel, but basically there's no professional boxing out in Israel. So 
you have to travel and we just thought that the Ukraine was the nearest option and the most cost effective option to put on a show so that was quite a bit of fun and a good experience do people want to box in Israel? yeah they do Uh, they definitely do all sectors you know all the people they definitely want to box and hopefully soon if we don't have a board out there then we'll have one soon so I'm looking really to put a highlight on professional boxing and amateur boxing out in Israel and just grow the sport I don't want to get too serious because I know this is a fun podcast but that's no but like so this is your ambition boxing in Israel or just because you weren't you saying something about bringing people together from Israel and the Middle East yeah that's right so I'm, I've launched a programme called Gloves and Doves and it's it's in Israel only at the moment but it's basically bringing Arab Israelis and Jewish Israelis together in sporting in sporting environments so how are you, know, you getting the recruits for that then sounds like quite a sensitive uh, not really it sounds more sensitive than it is but it can be but I've, basically I know all the clubs out in Israel there's some in Arab neighbourhoods and I've been going to the Arab neighbourhoods in the north and uh, I've got very good contacts in those gym and mainly listen people want to get on they, they say fuck the politics we just want to enjoy our lives and you know whether it's music these are younger people yeah these are kids and the coaches as well are like adults obviously and you know it just gives them something to focus on and just focus their energies on something positive mm. rather than you know, going down a you know dodgy route, so they can just like, focus on the boxing, focus on the sport, and you know, and hopefully travel with it as well. Is this the boxing where they've got some protection? It's like it's not like brutal. It's not like white collar. They wear the headgear and that. It's uh, it's officiated amateur boxing, so it's you know all regulated and real deal boxing, and they've had medicals and they've had tests, and you know if they're if they're young, then obviously they've got a parent release form, but it's all legit. It's all done under. You know, board of control, a, a, a governing body. Yeah, so looking forward to just promoting peace out there because I think Israel gets like sometimes a lot of, you know, people don't understand it and there's a lot of negativity in the news. This is just to say, you know what, fuck the politics, let's focus on something. Do you watch the news here or there? I don't really watch the news to be fair with you. Is it doing us any good? Uh, if it's sport news I'm watching it, it you know but general news I just I look at the front pages and that's about it yeah. you watch it not news no I watch Kirby Enthusiasm clips in the morning I was on a tra- I like your style man that's the better way of doing it I was on a train platform the other morning it was like fucking 7am and I was just listening to it as well because it got so busy on the train but I just still had it in my headphones just Larry David walking around and like his is the problems of life but if you see it like that he did a great one I think you've probably seen the chicken episode with the Palestine Israel oh, and yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, that yeah. was great so yeah, yeah I definitely think make it light hearted we know it's serious but let's all be light hearted but I tell you have you heard the clip did I send you the Marty Funkhauser his joke I'll put a clip in now of this joke Jerry Marty Funkhauser hey Marty how you doing how you doing good want to hear a joke no, oh, he, no, he doesn't want to hear really. a joke. We have a read through. Yeah, we got. Let me just get right through it. Okay. A woman's very afraid of the size of her opening. What is she afraid of? The size of her opening. So she goes to her mother. She says, "What am I going to do? I'm so big down there. When I marry Harry, he's going to divorce me." Her mother says, "Don't worry, sweetheart. It runs in the family. Do what I did when I married your father. Go to the market, get some raw liver, put it in there, and never know the difference." Oh my God. So she does. They have eight hours of sex after their marriage. She wakes up at 10 o'clock, he's gone, but there's a note on her pillow. It says, my darling Harriet, to think that I waited a year to consummate our love relationship makes my heart beat so loudly, I'm surprised it didn't wake you up. 
The only reason I'm not here now, darling, is I'm at work to make enough money to buy you a house, a picket fence, we'll have dogs and children. Ah, this is not so bad. Oh, yeah, this is great. Will you finish the fucking joke already? When the five o'clock dinner bell rings, I will be home like the winged gossamer of your love in your arms, your loving husband, Ah, Harry. That's nice. P.S. Your cunt is in the sink. (laughs) Okay, you told your joke. Let's go. How good is that? It surprised me. It surprised me. I had no idea it would be that revolting. Alright, it's Kirby Enthusiasm. I recommend that if you're in a bad mood. Everyone is nowadays in the digital dark age. So, Tony, you've, you've retired from boxing. What, how do you look back on it now? What's your record? 16 professional fights, uh, 14 wins, 2 losses, and I avenged one of them. So, not too bad. And, uh, you know, I mean, I had a great journey. I boxed a long time for Finchley Boxing Club as a kid. Uh, you went to one of my fights, do you remember? It's 15, 20 years ago, or 10 years ago. Yeah. Finchley Boxing Club, and I went to a few Yeah, yeah, TA Centre, York Hall is a pro, so yeah, listen, I'm 38 now, and, you know, the body's feeling a little, little bit like 38, still feel good, but I just don't feel like I can, can train hard enough to compete as a professional, and that's just being real. You're proud of it? Yeah, yeah, I'm really proud of it. Like I said, I know that, you know, I would have gone on longer if I could, but I know that I'm slowing down a little bit in terms of the, some of the fitness stuff, and I just don't want to as they say, go on too long, and I just I think I had a good career, and I want to focus on the gloves and doves now. Uh, still putting on shows, still working with kids. We've got a show coming up this Thursday in London to help raise money for the Gloves and Doves Foundation at 229 Great Portland Street. Uh, we're doing a charity, a funding uh, white-collar evening of boxing. We've got 11 fights on the show, so anyone who's around London, come on down. And have you organised all of that, all those fights? Co-organised. Uh, business partner Darren Hannis, Hannis Promotions, is putting on the show and we're just doing an auction for it and helping raise funds for Gloves and Doves amateur event next year. Where do you follow Gloves and Doves? In- Instagram? Uh, Instagram, yeah. Gloves and Doves has got its own Instagram page, so check out Gloves and Doves. And, um, yeah, you could join us on Instagram. Isn't Nigel Ben boxing at, like, the age of 60? He was, and he's just recently pulled, dis- out. pulled, a, yeah, pulled out. Uh, he had an injury on his shoulder or something, and he's just realised he can't do anymore. But that's why you pulled the last fight, you had a cut. Yeah, I got cut in sparring, so I was going to have one more fight before I hung him up, I hung the gloves up, and I got, I got cut a month before the event, and I just thought, you know what? That's the sign, just give it up and had hand injuries as well and yeah, so I just said I'd retire. I boxed last year and then that's it now, sixteen fights. And now I'm gonna focus on helping the kids, training the youths and any adults who wanna go pro. What's the best fight you had? Professional? Yeah. I, you know what? I've had a few, but I would say the one one or two of them I really stand out in my mind. One of them, my fourth professional fight was against Ben Robinson, mm. who's another Hertfordshire lad. It was a great fight. It was a four-rounder, but I remember breaking my hand in that fight in the second round and then getting well, beside to my right, on. carried on, and it was a real, you know, good good fight. So you I broke the whole hand or knuckle? I or broke what? my fifth metacarpal, so the, the bone in my hand broke, and I Did developed you know beside I knew I knew I'd done. I knew I'd injured my hand badly during the fight. And, uh, Is that on his fucking head? You yeah, broke your hand. It was, yeah, head or elbow. You know, they're only little gloves when we fight professional, and they give us sometimes not the best of quality of gloves at the level I was fighting at back then. So it was a four rounder. It was a great fight. I wouldn't say that was my best fight, but it was, it's definitely one that stands out. I had a knockout on Channel Four Television that was great as well. On my twelfth professional fight, I had a knockout win that was on television that was great as well against a guy with a good record. So that was that was definitely the one that stands out. I've had a few. I've had sixteen pro fights and. 
you know, 25 senior amateur fights, so 41 fights, competitive all in all, and years and years. And you can before. still spell your own name. <laughs> Just about. I have to think sometimes. What advice would you give to these kids that want to get into it? What would you advise them to do? Um, I would Become famous first and then do it. Yeah, right. Get your Instagram. Get your followers. Get your social media yeah. intact. That's something yeah, I didn't do. Tickets. Yeah, exactly. So there was a big... Same with music, though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Grow your own brand. Go your own way. And yeah, that's the main thing, really. Just building your own profile. What did you come out to? What was your theme tune when you came out to box? I came out to different songs... Uh, all the time I didn't have a set theme tune but I came out to Pearl Jam even flow three times yeah like, that's the one for you uh, three times I came out to that other times the other fights I just picked one that I was feeling on the fight week so yeah just enjoy it and yeah that's the main thing with the kids just enjoy it grow your following and stick with it that's what I did so stick with the training and don't get disheartened and just keep going it's a good bit of relief for people that are pissed off about the life or what, boxing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's why I'm going to, going to Israel, you know, just I want to go to places where people need inspiration from other sources, either sport or music or whatever they're doing. So boxing is a great way of just, like, focusing your energies on something positive. And are these kids in Israel, you done any kind of training with them or anything? What are they like? Do they yeah. know what they're doing? They just seem rocky and that's it? No, no, no. They've, got, they've got good setups out there. They've got good gyms. I'm training at Kfar Yassif, an Arab village in the north. I'm training in Ashdod. I'm training in Tel Aviv. Um, and the sun shines there. The women are beautiful. What the hell? This is where you're at, yeah? Now you know I want to get out of there. So you're gonna, in five years' time, you're going to be there? I hope so. What's your, what do you want to be doing? I want to be there, I want to be running a small gym, I want to be, you know, helping the amateur scene, helping professional fighters and just living my life through boxing. So any benefactors out there, look up Gloves and Doves, because you're going to open a gym in Israel? Yep, 2020, and we've got uh, international events, we've got England v Israel, our first event will be in spring 2020, really? and we'll be, yeah. I might come out there. You've got to do it. Yeah. You would love to live here. My wife's Jewish. Bring out the guitar, bring out your missus. Bring the Kirby Enthusiasm clip. <laughs> Done. You've done it. And get some coffee. Get some good coffee. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This episode is supposed to be about coffee. So is there anything else? We used to go to... What's your best cup of coffee in your life? Do you like Turkish coffee? Cause they I haven't do... had it. What is it? No, nah, because Turkish coffee is that black mud, thick coffee, you know, yeah. called mud. And they do that in Israel. It's called like hum or something. And they do it there. The bit... They do it definitely there. It's a black thick coffee Turkish coffee it's like a strong espresso it keeps you buzzing for hours well, so it's like a milkshake it's like oh, no. thick it's like water and like granules it's bots they call it bots google it and so you've had that yeah, yeah. and what happened coffee. you know like they, they, yeah it buzzes you up you only need, don't have four of them a day have one of them a day I'll keep you going and has that made you shit yourself immediately <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it I'll tell you what though, my favourite one in London, I'm going to big them up because I know this is a London podcast, London based podcast, Kentish Town, you might have been there, Doppio, Doppio in Kentish Town, they sell the machines, they sell their own blend, it's the best coffee I've had in London, near where the cinema is being rebuilt, Prince of Wales Road, Kentish Town, it's called Doppio, amazing coffee gaff. We were in the coffee place earlier on Old Compton Street, Uh, the Open, but it's good to get these little places though. Doppio in Kentish Town, it's the best coffee in London. So you sit in and drink it or you buy it, take away? You can do both. You can even buy it and bring it home. <laughs> bring it home, brother. All right, thanks to Tony. That's the coffee episode. What was the song, Pearl Jam? Even Flow. Even Flow or Pearl Jam. See you later. Laters.